0: I'm your host, Kara Goodwin, and today I have two very special guests who I'm so excited to talk to, Sally Knopp and Lorenda Carr. Sally is a multidimensional quantum healer and hypnotist and was my guest on episode 77, very auspicious 77 where we talked about, that's right, you got a good number there, uh, where we talked about multidimensional healing and past life healing. And that was a listener favorite. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, be sure you check it out. And if you have listened to it, don't underestimate the value of a re-listen. I'd highly recommend going and listening to that one again. And Lorenda is a psychic medium and the founder of Spiritual Insight Guidance Network. And she uses a variety of modalities to deliver messages to her clients and help them live their lives from a place of clarity and light. You can also find her on YouTube hosting her daily vibe check. And Sally and Lorenda have teamed up to provide this totally unique offering, which has huge potential And they've called it Multidimensional Hypnosis by Proxy. And so we're going to dive into this today. It's so interesting and exciting. So first of all, welcome, Sally and Lorenda.
1: Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us, Cara.
0: Yes, I'm so excited to be with you both. So let's just dive right into this Multidimensional Hypnosis by Proxy offering. Do one of you want to just kind of give an overview of, of what this is to start with?
1: Well, I had an idea when I was doing quantum healing hypnosis with a client, um, and she was engaged in a soul-to-soul conversation. So for those who don't understand the soul-to-soul, when you're in the deep state state, you can actually connect with anyone anywhere, um, and it doesn't matter if they're on the earth plane or if they're in the other realm. Um, And so she was actually talking with a friend of hers that um, she was going through some healing to get some understanding from their perspective why the relationship that they had went stout. And so um, when we connected, we had to get the permission of the soul that we were speaking to. And that soul said, absolutely, yes, I'll tell you everything you want to know. What do you want to know? And it was such a beautiful experience that was the point when I realized the other person that she was speaking to actually had some um, health issues. And I had just done a session for emotion code, body code, remote e- um, energy healing. And I thought, well, how cool would it be if we could ask this entity, this person, if we could move out and emotional energies that may be hindering their health or um, rebalancing their bodies. I didn't have permission, so I couldn't do it. So anyway, I just sort of made note and I thought, okay, well, I think we we'll push this as far as we can. So I will explore that later. And then just ironically, as I was going throughout the rest of my day, I kept bumping into Edgar Casey. So, you know, it was like coming through my YouTube feed. It was like on my bookshelves over there. And I kept and I'm thinking, oh, so there's an Edgar Casey sort of link to this, and what was that link? And then as I sort of sat down and was kind of thinking about, well, how did Edgar Casey go through his process? And for those who don't know who Edgar Casey was, he is um, known as the father of holistic medicine and was also known as the sleeping prophet. And he lived from 1877 to about January 1945. And he had over 14,000 health readings and I'm getting ready to put up some information about that on the website and Lorena and I will be talking about it at an upcoming event um later in the fall but at any rate I realized that Edgar Casey was not really so much the exception but more the rule because as we've learned through Dolores Cannon those of those people who can get into the deep beta state um can become their own Edgar Casey, And they can ask questions anywhere, anyplace, anytime, because space time from the quantum perspective is a bit of an illusion. So I thought, wow, maybe we can actually do something here. So I took what I learned from Dolores Cannon and the quantum healing hypnosis. I took what I learned from Dr. Brad and the emotion code um, and became certified in both of those. And then I looked at what Edgar Casey was doing. I sort of called Lorinda, I said, what do you think if we added all this up and created our own soup? And I was so thrilled when she was like, oh yeah, I think we should try it. At least we should try it. So we decided to get together because she's also a certified quantum healing hypnosis um, technique practitioner. And so we decided we're going to implement going into the deep theta state. We asked some volunteers, would they be interested, you being one, um, <laughs> if they would see if we could move trapped emotional energies, what their health issues are, um, any kind of question, you know, is there a past life that's most affecting this life? What does that tell us about what our soul needs to know? Can we um, heal people, or not us heal, but can they heal themselves by us asking those questions? And so then we began to develop well, how is that going to look? How is that going to function? And so we, at the end of the day, we decided it's best that um, people contact us. They talk with me first. They give us a list of questions. I go back um, and have a conversation with the person who submitted the questions and we'll spend an hour maybe talking about it just to make sure I have clarity on what it is they're trying to gain from the experience. And then I go to Lorinda And uh, we have a session, and she goes into the um, theta state, and then I ask the person's questions. She asks permission to tap into their higher selves. Um, And so far, we've gotten permission. Sometimes we probably won't, but uh, we haven't got there yet. Um, And so then we begin to ask the questions. And then so we report it. And then um, once that recording is heard by the person at least three times, then they set an appointment with Lorinda and go over what was said in that conversation. So, so far it's been, it's been pretty exciting. Um, and I'm always somebody who wants to push the envelope. How far can we take this? And again, always making sure that we are working in the best and highest good for all concerned, because we certainly don't wanna do anything that may harm. Mm-hmm. So um, the, the approach always has to be for the best and highest good.
0: Right. And so this offering is just to kind of do a little bit of a summary. It is using Lorenda as a proxy for the client. So as you mentioned, you've got the, you know, the client submits the question and then they speak with you, Sally. And then you put Lorenda under. So normally, the way that you guys, as practitioners of QHHT, how you have been working, and how you know the way that that works is you you hypnotize. You get you talked about the theta state. So with this hypnosis, you're trying to get the brain into the theta rhythm, which allows access to their subconscious, so that they can really dissolve a lot of layers that we normally have in our analytical thinking and be able to access healing, access information, uh, guidance. And so normally you would hypnotize the person, the client, but with this offering, you're doing that with Lorenda. So, and Lorenda is a spiritual medium. So um, she works on behalf of the client. And, um, and then the client is, it receives a recording and has sessions with both of you at that time. So Right, and let me
1: just interject real quick sort of what per, uh, propelled this going this direction is that with quantum healing hypnosis, they told us, um, our instructors told us during training that you would lose 25 to 30%. And, and I don't mean lose them, it's just that there is approximately that percentage that just cannot get relaxed enough to go into the theta state when you think about it um, people especially me I had such high anxiety the practitioner that worked with me I took her seven times to get me down and she was a 12-year veteran so we do have situations where people either come in with such excitement that they're going to be able to review their past lives or whatever comes to them that they think that they're going to be able to see it like a movie. So you feel like they're kind of excited and giddy and they want the popcorn and the Coke and they're going to be able to see it unfold like a movie. And, and, you know, there's just, and there's other reasons. Um, You sometimes health reasons whatnot. And this was to close that gap because I'm always looking for ways to help more and more people. So, people who may not be able to reach the famous state, they actually
0: have another means to look at who maybe have a similar experience right, and you mentioned also Edgar Casey, and I think it's worth going into how he plays like he plays role you touched on it, but can you explain a little bit about? how he worked and how he was able to do all of those healing sessions Mm. and how that um, flows into the theta state and this by proxy healing.
1: Yeah. How is (laughs) that? We can debate that. Right. Um, You know, I guess you would go into quantum physics and I'm certainly not a physicist, but his technique at that time, he ended up with laryngitis and, had lost his voice for over a year, and he was an insurance salesman. And he went into, um, he, just through a process of events, um, a hypnotist and an entertainer had come to town and, um, and said, well, you know what? I think I can cure you. And he um, did his, you know, putting into a deep, deep state, um, and his voice actually did return, but only during... Um, this session, his hypnotic session. So when he brought him back up, he still had laryngitis in his feet. And then another hypnotist, that I don't know, several months later, uh, found out about him. They got together. His name was Al Lane, I believe. And he put him into the deep theta state. And, and actually, Edgar just kind of naturally went into the deep theta state um, he was already a psychic intuitive. He was speaking to his late grandfather. He could put a book to his head and recite it nearly word for word. So he already was like Lorinda, where he was already a highly attuned person. So when they put him into a deep, relaxed state, he would um, actually lay down on his couch. Um, he would take off his tie and shoes and get very comfortable. But instead of doing guided meditation at that time, they sort of let him relax and they sort of um, let him kind of naturally slip into a theta point and where that hypnotist would say, I'm going to start asking you questions now. Are you ready? And it was interesting. He would slip into um, what we call the unique universal language that deep... um, uh, What do I want to say is... um, people who do hypnosis in the theta state, they know that there's a certain language universally that is spoken. It's not something you can fake. And he went through um, and figured out why he was having um, laryngitis. And my memory doesn't serve me now to tell you what that cause was, but eventually he was able to get his voice to return. Once he made the connection to what was happening to him, I believe it was a past life connection. Once he made that past life connection, the problem within his body um, balanced. And um, Al Lane actually said, you know, you have a unique gift. Why don't you offer this to the public? And so it took a little bit of time for him to kind of reconcile that because it sort of went against his faith system at the time, but eventually he did. And at the end of the day, at the end of his life, he had over 14,000 medical readings alone. And they have a complete library in Virginia Beach, A-R-E, I believe it is, um, in Virginia Beach, of all of his readings that people can access today. Um, and so that's sort of how I went. So when he's laying down and he's you know going to that deep theta state, I'm thinking, holy cow, that's what we do when we do quantum healing hypnosis. So if he's doing it, why can't I bring on somebody like Lorinda and maybe... For those people who can't access the theta state, we can offer a proxy that can access the higher self of the other being. Now, where we kind of divulge a little bit from Edgar Cayce, he was offering like tinctures and meditation and lifestyle changes and giving people the connection to maybe a past life um, event that they can mentally make a connection to. that their body can actually go through the process of releasing these trapped energies and so for Loretta and I um, we actually go through and ask if we can do a scan of the physical body or even sometimes the mind body spirit complex and ask is there an imbalance there that could be moved out and um, sometimes more information is needed or want to be given and sometimes not but it's through her, and that's a unique experience is what she goes through in the process of tapping into somebody else, um, of what it's like for her as these energies begin to move out. So, to level up Edgar Casey, we're actually asked the entity to go ahead and release the energies that may be trapped in the mind-body-spirit complex. And then, as they release, she is a witness to it, which is so cool because when the client has that um, the recording, they're they're hearing all this, but when, when they have the conversation with Lorinda at the end of the day, it puts all those pieces together. And so far we've been knocking it out of the ballpark and I'm so excited that Lorinda was able and willing to try this with me because I think she's amazing. And I think she really brings in that added
0: dimension that I never would have expected. Yeah. not hook up. Right. Right. And, and I would love Lorenda, if you could share Sally touched on a little bit, just of what it's like for you on your side of how it comes through. And I was re listening to the session that you guys did on me uh this morning, I was listening to it and and it was the first one that you'd done, and it was so sweet because you're like, "This is fascinating i've never <laughs> i've never connected in this way before um and so, and you've and we've talked about how it comes through but it's it is fascinating. Would you like to share a bit about what it's like on your side absolutely so
2: um, yeah, when, when Sally first came to me about this, I was like, well, you know, I do QHHT and I put other people under, but I've never actually been regressed myself. And so so she's like, okay, well, let's make sure we can even get you under because I'm just such an analytical person and I like to be a witness to everything. And so we weren't even sure. So she puts me under and I like slip right, right into it, had no idea. And that was just, and, you know, we hear stories that people, well, people I've regressed, some wake up and go. I remember everything, and then some wake up and go. Oh, I felt like I just took a two-hour nap or a twenty-minute nap. That was great, with very little memory. So, I kind of went in thinking either I'm going to remember this or I won't, and either way, it's fine. But when we first connect, we ask if we, you know, Sally, being this facilitator, is asking if if I'm able to connect to the other the other person's higher self, and and if they. And all of a sudden, I'm just talking. I, I kid you not, it feels like I'm sitting back in a chair with my popcorn and coke and watching it all play out and just listening because my mouth is moving, but it's nothing that's coming from my conscious mind. Um, but when, when we were given permission to connect, it, it was it, the image that I explained. I think it was in your, in your recordings like, this is the coolest thing ever. It's like a bank tube. You know if you go to the drive up at the bank, there's a tube, and if you put the thing in there, then it sends the information to the bank and and or sends the money or whatever to the bank and that's how it was it's that's how it presented like this big dark tube that connected from my head from my third eye chakra feeling like just above me to them, and then all of a sudden, I could see there body like that person's body looked like a shadow like I could see it was there and above it I could see like this little entity but almost look like a genie in a bottle where they're just kind of floating and I could see their upper half and they've got tools and they're just working and they're doing the things and then they're able to communicate to me so my higher self is having a conversation with their higher self and we're all just watching and and listening and asking, you know, what's going on and, and to asking how do we fix this or can you release this energy? And and I even had to go back and re-listen to the recordings before I could have conversations with people because by that point I don't remember any of it. Mm-hmm. It literally just flows through me. But that's that's how it is when I do readings as well. So now, the interesting part, and this is where I think the mediumship component comes in, is my guides are really not involved. Um, I feel like they stand behind me, and they're watching, too, like, this is cool. you know? They're they're fascinated as well. You know, They're standing back going, all right, let's see where this goes. Can we, can we do this? Um, and so it's just a whole different perspective because I'm working directly with my higher self and their higher self. My guides aren't adjusting my vibration. They're not doing anything that I do normally in readings. And um, now the, I will say the last one we did, I invited my guides to be part of it. And that was an even more mind blowing experience because my guides work by showing me things in symbols. And it's like a game of charades every single time. It's a fun game, not always, but it, it's a fun game. And this is what's happening with my, the SC conversation as well. They have to speak in words and symbols that I, my actual brain understands, because otherwise I will not be able to verbalize. So they have to communicate with me in a way that I can communicate effectively in in this level, in this realm. So there were times, even on your recording, I'm like, I it was just like silence. Like I knew I needed to say something, but I didn't know how to say the words. And then they would change the verbiage to where I could understand it and I could say it. Then going back and having the conversation later, after everything is over, I'm able to go, okay, so this is what I saw, this is what I felt. Or da, da, da. So my mediumship is able to kick in in those conversations after mm-hmm. to explain when I see a horse coming towards me, this is what this means. Mm-hmm. This is what my guides help me with later to actually uh, translate what I was said, because some of it, most of it that comes out of my mouth while I'm just in, in the theta level state working, you know, watching all this, witnessing all this happen. Sometimes I have no idea what in the world they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, things that were never ninth dimension. I've since like done some research, but I'm like, what, what does, am I a ninth dimension being? What does that even mean? Yeah. <laughs> so my, but that meant I, I herself had to, translate for me to be able to stay and connect without trying to educate me suddenly on what what they were talking about right that makes sense
0: yeah what's fast so many things are fascinating about that but one of the things that I um, am really interested that you talk about is that bank tube and how it comes through and I know we've talked about this offline but For um, listeners who have heard the Wendy Oak um, podcast, the the episode with Wendy Oak, who Mm -hmm. was the niece-in-law of Alma, um, who did spiritual drawings. She did channeled art, and um, and she would draw that. She would draw what it was like, and she called um, her guide a genius, like a genie. And um, so she would draw, I think actually they were connected by mouth. You talked about it being the third eye. I think the way she, if I'm remembering correctly, it was like her mouth and it was a tube and it reminded me of a bank tube um, to this other being that was in a different realm who was her genius. And um, I remember um, her niece talking about that was like a genie kind of thing, you know. Um, Rather than like a brilliant, you know, genius, meaning for genie, um, rather than like brilliant, you know, person. Um, And yeah, so when you're talking about that, the parallel between what you're describing and what she talked about and what is in that documentary is striking, too. Um, But also... I am struck by again having just listened again to my session there were like you say there were a couple of times where you're like I am having trouble putting the language it's like you it's like you could you got delivered the info but it was like in order to translate it and to like communicate it I think you even say a couple of times using our language or the limits of our language you know our our difficult right now to express what this, what this is, but. Uh...
2: Yes. And that, that's huge. And it's made me, it's made me extremely aware that I need to increase my, my, I need to expand my vocabulary. Mm. Um, so I have since we've started doing this, started realizing there's a lot that I don't know because I've just kind of been skating along doing the mediumship thing and learning what, just one step at a time. Every, I think my, I mean, I have a hundred other things going on in my life besides mediumship. Mm-hmm. So it just, I just kind of learn as I need to. But then all of a sudden when this opportunity came along, I thought I really need to start reading up on things, learning, learning to expand my vocabulary and understanding what, when people come at me with questions about another dimension and you, I don't, I I'm still learning all of these things and um, the, I find that the more I expand my vocabulary, the more effective I am in in these sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just really, it's been a good challenge for me personally, too. So I can actually translate, help to translate. It's taken me years just to figure out my guide's language. And even then, they throw something new at me every single time. Yeah. With every single reading, I learn something new. So this is just up the level.
0: Right. And And there's definitely, I mean, that that opportunity to expand is beautiful and uh, and on the flip side of that, the purity that comes through when you don't have familiarity with something, but it's still matching up with the re- the client's understanding. So for, in my own experience, you know, there were things that you got a little bit stumped on where you're like, well, I'm not really familiar with what that is that she's talking or that she's asking about. But, you know, this... Being is, you know, in another dimension, and and but you were kind of what you what was coming through that you were communicating resonated with me, and I understood it, even though you were like, I'm not even sure really what she's asking. So there was like that purity to it as well, because it wasn't clearly it wasn't your intellect going, oh yes, in this dimension, you know, as we all know, in the eighth dimension or whatever. You know, we, we didn't really go into specifics like that, but but it what it could easily be like, oh well, I know about I uh, you know, Lorenda <laughs> in in the 3, 4D world, you know, understand it like this, you know, and then that can kind of muddy things. So there's that benefit to Yeah, to she
1: that. definitely keeps it very pure. And we try to do that just from my aspect um as well. So Sometimes people have a question um, and it needs to be delved in a little deeper. And so it's very interesting to watch her um, because you can actually physically see that there's way more going on than what she is um, conscious of, if you will. And um, there are times I think she says, um, oh, I remember everything, too. And I'm like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh, you know. (laughs) And I think sometimes it surprises her even. And that is what's so cool about it because it is so pure and so beautiful. And, um, and and there may be some interpretation that is sort of glossed over through her own, because you are trying to connect with a dimension that is, um, we're not all that familiar with. And she's trying to get it conveyed in a way that she knows how, but overall it just seems so pure when it's coming through her. Mm -hmm. And if the higher self doesn't know it's, Okay, well, what what exactly do we mean here? Yeah. You know, what is, you know, and well, let's ask the question. And that's what's so important is to listen to that recording more than one time. Because just like a movie, you may watch it two or three times and miss certain scenes because you're focused on one aspect of what is being recorded or shown. And over, you know, two or three times, you like, wait a minute, I didn't hear that the first time or the second time. So people want to maximize um, their conversation with Lorinda because they may have 30 minutes to an hour with her after they listen to their audio. So, But yeah, it comes through pretty pure, and it's beautiful watching her because she is so connected
0: to the higher right. realm. So. And to that point of listening to it multiple times, I, I really agree that there may be things that you're not ready to accept, and we're, we're actually probably going to get into this a little bit more later, but... It's also that because you're dealing with multidimensional uh, in the multidimensional realms, I would say, too, that there are things that are not relevant right away, perhaps, that that could be. It could be that there are um different things coming up for different times. And so it's the same, like, you know, let's give this podcast as an example. There are times where I will put on an episode that is a few months old, and I'll go back and just feel like I should listen to it. And there are things that are relevant to me while I'm listening to it that second or third time, um, that I guess it would be third or fourth time, because I hear it live, and then I have to edit it. And then if I listen to it again, that's at least the third time. Um, but they were not relevant to me until then. The same thing with like, I keep a dream journal. And there are you know, I always write down whatever I can remember. There are times where I flip back and I'll read something from weeks ago and it's relevant to me now. It didn't mean what it meant or it didn't, maybe it didn't mean anything at the time or it didn't mean what it meant then, but it's like, oh, now in the space between when that happened and now, like that means something completely different to me. So it's got that, You know, I think that there is value. Just use it. You know, you've got the recording, so keep keep listening to it and see if there are things like as you're progressing that are relevant, become more relevant.
2: Well, and I think too, it's you know, for you having the conversation with you afterward, it was very enlightening because you said, "I'm glad you." There was this time, this weird gap of time where we couldn't connect. The three of us couldn't connect, and we're like this. Like way longer than what we anticipated, but you're like, I'm glad for that because things happened in the meantime that made my made it click. Yeah, and 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 they, all of a sudden there was a, a little more clarity and understanding, mm-hmm. and and I think that's really important because just even in in my mediumship world, it's extremely important that we produce evidence. There has to be an, a, a, a validation; otherwise, people are like, "Oh, okay, yeah, that sounds great." It makes no sense maybe at the time, but there has to be an element of validation. And sometimes it takes hearing something, whether it's, you know, through a reading or through something like this, hearing it, letting it, giving some time and let things pass. So then that moment happens, you're like, oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. There it is. That's what she was talking about. And I tell people in readings too, just because it doesn't make sense now doesn't mean it won't make sense in a week. This is something to keep in your back pocket. And this is going to be a validation point in time for you when this happens. When this happens, now you know you have to make a decision right or left. So with this, it's the same exact thing. It's a reading, but not really. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's it's spirits giving you your higher self's giving you. You're getting information from the other side. And there's they're just kind of laying it out, going, okay, well, here's you now. Here's what's going to happen. And this is how it's going to turn out if you go on this direct path Mm -hmm. And, and it just takes time before that can make sense. And there've been some, especially since I invited my guides to join the last session that we did, that was mind blowing because then they were able to give more symbols and help my SC and their SC all just really kind of go to bat for me, I guess, to make sure I could communicate and give every bit of information possible. To that client and mm-hmm. I, and having the conversation afterward, it was mind blowing because there were things I came up and I'm like, I have no idea what that horse meant, mm-hmm. I have no idea what any of that meant. And you know, when I talked to her later, she jumps in and says, You're g- not going to believe this. It was a validation because it was a conversation I just had yesterday.
0: Yeah, so
2: and it, you
1: know, but that. I do kind and, of want to kind of touch on what she said because. Um, the difference when between uh, the time when we were just tapping into her higher self and the difference the last time when we brought in her guides, I can see there was a, a huge difference. It's almost like I was talking to... It was just like, if you can imagine, you're talking with your doctor and the specialist comes up over here and another specialist over there comes up and they want to add in their two cents. And it's just like, this is crazy. This is so... It was so... The energy in the room was so high, it was palpable. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the information that was coming through, even though, um, her higher self was like, what, what is the horse? You know, cause, mm-hmm. you know, but then the guides are like, oh no, you know, and they're connecting with the other higher self and it's all coming together. Her brain and her guides were amazing. And mm-hmm. I have a feeling going forward, that's going to be how we're going to move forward with it because there was a tremendous gain mm-hmm. in that, doing yeah. it that way. Well, and I felt like it
2: gave me a new level of protection too, because when, when you're connecting with other people's energy, you can do all the verbal, okay, I'm going to protect myself with you know, from negative. Da, 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 da. There are entities or attachments, and when you're removing energy from somebody else, it's got to go somewhere. And I feel I, I specifically asked my guides one to come in to adjust my vibration. So I could have a, an easier conversation to also my protector guide. Please stand there and bat away the energy. I don't want to take it home with me. Mm-hmm. I need to, I need to keep, be a constant. I need to be a conduit only. Do not, no fair leaving anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and asking, you know, my, My doctor, teacher, philosopher guide, the one that that helps me with language and verbalizing and understand things, asking him to step in and help translate better for me. Mm. And I felt like that just made such a huge, huge difference. But I did not want them involved in the initial stages because I didn't want to depend on the mediumship Yeah, to do. I wanted to, as we experimented through this, I wanted to be as pure as possible because I needed to know if it was going to work or not, right? With or without mediumship, and 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 um, because even with QHHT, if I'm regressing a client, I I don't want my guides necessarily always in the room
1: mm-hmm. translating
2: for me. I need this to be a peer experience for them, mm-hmm. and um, or it, with their guides, whatever. So I, I just feel like it's now that I understand the difference. The guides will be with me. All the time Mm -hmm. because energetically I was not drained when they were there because they were able to adjust my energy, my vibration, my frequencies, everything as it was, as it was playing out. And I feel like we got so much more Mm -hmm. information and it was so much richer than, than even your, I mean, your experience was mind blowing when I did, when I did yours, because it was the first. Yeah. and. But now that we've been able to tweak it and actually Sally earlier, you said, you know, we haven't had anybody say no, we did remember the very first time.
1: Oh yes. that's When we were doing
2: Karis, we, we yes. tried to get a couple other people. So my, yes. my, my brother-in-law, I, we had talked about him, you know, I was like, Hey, I might be doing something. I'll let you know later. Well, then I had texted before we had done the session and I said, I need permission. Can you give me permission? And and I was like, well, I didn't hear back from him. He actually ultimately ended up texting me during the session to say, yes, go ahead. But it wasn't towards the until towards the end. Well, when Sally was facilitating, she says, we'd like to to connect to brother-in-law's energy. Do we have permission? And all of a sudden, like my I see this tube that's trying to connect over this different direction to a, to him. And, and I, he's like his higher self or his genie, it does, was just like a genie was going, no, no, folded his arms, turned his back to me, did not want me there. And was like, no, you cannot, he is not giving you permission talking to him. And so then she it was like almost right before Sally and I were wrapping up with someone else, um, is when he responded, that's fine. Let me know. If there's anything you need for me, of course, it was too late by that point. Um, I went back and followed up with him. He said, whatever happened with that? And I said, Oh, your higher self said no. (laughs) And he said, that's funny because probably like during that time, just before I text you, I was actually talking to my wife saying, I don't know if I should do this. Is this like, because he's got a, he has a belief system, a religious belief system, but he's also very open to trying and experimenting with new things. So before he just said yes, he ran it by her to mm-hmm. see what his thoughts were. And by the time Sally and I were in that moment trying to connect, he was having the discussion and had not decided yet. So we did not, he had not given permission yet. Hmm. So they just said, no, nope, can't talk to him yet. Turn, turn their back. I'm like, well, you don't need to get attitude about it, but <laughs> <laughs> All I do is say, no, thank you. Um, and it's just interesting to see the different, the different SCs and how they, how they respond and, and their characteristics are so different. Mm-hmm. And like they're just, some are super animated and some are just like, you know, matter of fact. And, um, and what's interesting is mine feels different, feels different for me. It's not like I'm thinking, Oh, it's my higher self. It's like a governing body. It doesn't even feel like part of me. Mm. Um, So that's how I, that's how I see, like, they are protectors. They're constantly trying to do things to the body and keep us safe and on the right path and give us information when we need it. Um, I had one, it was like, it's about time you showed up. This, she, we need to do some serious work on this girl right now. And like, I could hear in my ear, like construction noises.
0: Oh, wow. It
2: was like, they were, she was under construction. And I was like, I think I even said something to that effect, like, okay, this is hilarious. Like, I hear like hammers and drills and construction, oh, and they're funny. going to town. And all I see is this, this like cloud of dust and like the shadow of an SD, like hammers and nails and, and saws and doing all this crazy. It looked like a Looney Tunes cartoon. That's It was funny. Hysterical. I said, man, yeah, she's got and, a lot of work,
1: but we had we- to have permission when we're tapped in and and doing what she was saying, you know, um, the thing that kind of struck me when she actually had the guides and we're hearing the sounds and, you know, you're, you're, I'm watching her and she's actually animated. She's like, you know, moving her hands and, and all this. I'm like, well, this is really cool. Like I'm I'm hearing drills and I'm hearing saws and all this. And what was interesting is sometimes um, what will come forth is not, they may be, the person may be asking a question, but it's almost like the hire says, oh, they may have that question. mm, We're going to talk about this up here now instead. And sometimes that will come forward. So, you know, we are pretty limited on time because, you know, Lorenda can't stay down for 16 hours, you know, to go through the deep dive. So we may actually have to tap in, you know, two, three, or four times for the full richness of it all. But um, they will bring forward those guides or their guides will bring forward what is most needed for the client at that time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's been pretty interesting. Just even watching Lorinda go through that because, you know, I'll be asked, there was one time I asked a question, it's like, why are you asking that when she's got me here, here? I, we need to be talking about this other thing. That doesn't mean anything. Uh,
2: you know, why are you asking me about yeah. this? And so that's when Sally, and that's where Sally and I came up with the let's vet these questions a little bit better Mm -hmm. because Sally can use her, her intuition, how she does her and what the work that she does, she is able to ask those deeper questions and really nail down what it is the client needs to know. Right. And then, and then, yeah, come up with those basic questions, maybe some fringe questions, but Sally's really good about being able to formulate those questions on the fly too, to, Mm
0: -hmm. to
2: guide the conversation with me while I'm under
0: and in my higher self a few times you've referenced SC and I know that you referenced it too in your readings. And there's, and I have talked to people who are like, do you know what they mean by SC? So let's clarify that before we go further. So
2: with, with QHHT, Dolores Cannon, when, uh, she and her husband, as they were developing this, that, that is what the, that entity, that higher self, the governing body of us, the ones that are helping us, they identified themselves as subconscious. Now, that could be because that was the language they knew at the time, and that's how it came came through. So it could be understood. Because when I, I have a hard time with that, in my brain because I'm like subconscious means me. Yeah. Where I feel like this is this is not this is the genie up here uh-huh. above above my head. It's not me, even though it kind of is. Yeah. It's hard. So the SC is short for. Subconscious.
0: subconscious but it's interesting because you also refer to it as higher self or higher conscious and and I also you know the training that I've had and my own experience you know there is a difference for me between the subconscious and higher self and, you know it's like to you know when I'm meditating I'm trying to rise beyond even waking consciousness which would be like a higher get into a higher self you know connection. Um, well, I think the difference is, is the so.
1: difference between um, the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. So, we know that the subconscious mind picks up 100% of everything going on around you, even though you or may only be aware of less than 10%. Mm-hmm. And um, the subconscious mind um, will uh, affect your body.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, if you have a question, you can ask a question and feel your body. If it feels light, the answer is yes. If it I, the answer is no. The conscious mind will come in about seven seconds later and say, oh, did you think about that? Right. Are you sure you're not making that up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You might be even making that up. Yeah. But it's that's always the one. first thing that yeah. comes to mind. And that's where we start. Um, I had one gal that through COVID, obviously we couldn't get together. So I did learn a different modality where we could get into the lighter hypnosis work over the phone, and which we did do. And she had a lot of anxiety. Her testimonials on my website, people want to do the deep dive into that. But she wasn't able to release um, anxiety until she could make a connection. Um, And so she's like, how are we going to do this? One, high anxiety, so it's hard to get somebody into the deep state of state. And two, we're over the phone, so I can't take her deeper. We just have to kind of work in the imagination. But what that taught me was that the imagination is the place where everything begins. And so if you can just start asking or allowing the imagination to bubble up, like when you're a kid, you can get a lot of information out of that. And just remember to think anytime you ask a question, it's the first thing that comes to mind is what you need to kind of question and well, not question, but feel and say, okay, Do I go to Kansas City this weekend? And my conscious mind is saying, yes, let's go, fun. But my subconscious mind is like, "Mm, I don't know, this isn't the right time. It could be that you have a problem with your car and you didn't know it until you're driving around town and your car stopped. So, you know, just listen to your, your gut feeling is what I'm trying to say. And a lot of information can come through that gut feeling, which is the difference between subconscious mind and the conscious mind
0: or right. what I call monkey chatter yeah yeah well I uh, I did want to talk about my experience so I was lucky enough to be the first I was very honored to be asked to uh get to experience this beautiful modality so I submitted my questions and um and then you I hope oh, help I think this was even back in March. It was a while ago now. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you guys met and I got my recording back. and, And one of the things that I wanted to reinforce that you mentioned is Sally's adeptness at clarifying and kind of guiding. Because Sally and I actually hadn't talked about my questions. That was something that came up from the experience was, probably it would have been helpful for Sally to have had a better idea of what I was trying to ask because there were times where my question was um, not not clear enough or the direction, kind of similar to what you were talking about where somebody may come back and be like, well, that's not really what I meant. Um, I could tell that there was confusion on your side about what the question even was. And Sally was really good about... um, taking things or times when uh, like clarifying things in that situation, but also times where um, in the recording, it sounded like you had kind of finished what you had to say, like everything that you'd been given about it. And then Sally would kind of keep pushing like, okay, well, can we release this for her, you know, or is there something that she should know to be able to release this or Um, and kind of to keep pulling the thread until things felt more complete, which is really valuable because the client's not there. So, um, you know, it was kind of like, I I was listening to it and it was like, oh, okay, so that's to do with, you know, my childhood or something. And, and then I was kind of ready for the next question to come up. And then Sally was sort of like, okay, and so can we release it? You know, it was like, she just sort of kept, going, which was really valuable. Um, and then I had at least one thing that when I heard, when I listened back, I uh, felt a contraction or like within myself, I felt a, de- a defense come up where I was like, oh, that's not right. Was sort of how, it, how it, my ego took it where it was like, oh, they didn't get that one right. You know, <laughs> and, And I just sort of, it was not what I was expecting to hear and it wasn't what my conscious mind agreed with. And so, and you know, this was like an early run for you guys too. So I also knew there was going to be a margin of error too. So I was kind of like, nope, they didn't get that one right. And then like you said, Lorinda, we couldn't meet for a couple of weeks or maybe three weeks until after I had received it back. And in that time it started to make more sense or I started to understand where that was coming from and how it fit in in a way that I didn't. I didn't have all the info yet when I listened to it the first time. And then as time went on, I was like, oh, okay, this is relevant because of this or um, something kind of changed a little bit in the time between those two things where it was like, okay, that actually wasn't quite true yet, but then it became true in that time. So... And to
2: clarify, it was not self-fulfilling prophecy situation, correct? It was just something that hadn't happened yet.
0: Right. And in fact, to reiterate, I was in my own, to be really honest, you know, the way that I took it, I was defensive of it. It was like, no, that's not true. So it definitely wasn't self-fulfilling in that, you know, I was like resisting it. I wasn't going to be like, oh, yeah, okay. Oh, no, this is going to happen. You know, it was like, oh, that's not even true. You know, (laughs) and so um so that was was really interested interesting and I just wanted to bring that up and re- reinforce that because that could be a common experience with this where again this is think of it as a living recording and not you know a not a static thing but that it's dynamic and living and then um I wanted to reiterate also the the benefit of the follow-up session, because that also is something that has developed over time. Um, because we met, the three of us met to kind of talk about what had happened, and and then you, even though you didn't really like, you kind of came to that meeting where it was like, well, I don't really remember anything. And then as we started talking about it, you're like, oh, okay, now I can, okay, now it's coming back. I can remember, like you could kind of get back into that mind frame. And then you, just like you mentioned earlier, you were able to really go into like, okay, how that was presenting for me was like, this is what I was seeing and this is what I was kind of getting. And you also were getting information in the moment, so your guides yes. started talking or started coming through and my guides like you were kind of like, well, you're my guides are showing me this and your guides are doing this. And so it was like a whole other dimensional it's a reading. Yeah, it's, it's a more, second reading. Right. Yeah, right. But it's it's relating to what had already come up. So it's definitely like a subsequent like filling, you know, it really it really filled out the whole experience, because it adds, it it also gave me the opportunity to ask any clarifying questions. So whereas with Sally, it's more like, okay, let me try to explain this question better in the pre thing, because you're, you're just submitting what, like five questions or something, and it might be like, okay, this might not, I might not be wording this very well. This is the heart of what I want to know. Um, and with you, it's kind of like, okay, well, I'm not sure I quite understood this, you know, there, for me, there was like a green light that came up that was related to Egypt, you know? And so it was kind of like, okay, you talked about that. wasn't really a chakra, but it was something dormant. And, you know, and then you were able to really kind of go, yes. Okay. So this is what it felt like. And this is the information I was given. And, um, so it's just really, uh, so much value, and again you've got the the um the hip, the hypnosis by proxy, and then you've got those bookends of the time with you and Sally individually, so that just adds so much value to this offering to really round it out now, I can't remember with yours if there was
2: actual like physical issues that we addressed
0: um, there was yeah
2: that's what I thought. And that, the information is coming through and they're physically affecting me. Mm-hmm. I'm being, so they can get me to say certain words and certain things. So what I have found, and I remember with yours, there was, I, I do remember like vaguely that there was a connection with what they were having me poke at and then what made sense to you. Mm-hmm. Um But then it was it's kind of like that idea that it's really none of my business, so I don't get to actually know. And I'm not a doctor, so I don't get to tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. But it was still enough information to validate for you. Mm-hmm. Um, at any point, let me ask you this. At any point, if we released, informa- if we released or asked for a release in energy, was there, was there after effect? Was there a point where you knew that was being released from you? Um, because we had a couple of clients say oh i just cried for three days straight for absolutely no reason and it's because we released energy and the energy has to leave your body somehow Mm -hmm. sometimes it's through tears sometimes it's through sweat sometimes it's through other but she felt amazing
1: after she cried didn't she so i don't know she did oh my gosh you're gonna make me cry and i'm gonna cry because she she felt everybody has that experience but she felt great it was like a
2: release of energy and that the thing was gone and it hasn't bothered her since. So did
0: you, I can't remember. Did you have that experience as well? I didn't, not that I remember, or not that I correlated where I had like a big cleansing or anything, but when I was just listening again to it today um, in that spot that I was, where you, there was a point where you guys were talking about like releasing it and, and it was like, I could feel this vibration through multiple layers um, ah, just so like see, a, you
1: still had to make a connection yet to something else in order for that to go.
0: Yeah, there was definitely a much more uh, palpable, uh, it was like ripples, like energy ripples, vibrations that I could feel. And it was as though they're going through layers, like from the inside out and like rippling outward. And I don't remember feeling that in previous listenings.
1: Well, see, this is where that's key. So, you know, you've listened to it maybe three or four times, and now you're re-listening it like number four or number five, whatever time it is, before um, we do the recording here. That tells you right there, keep listening to it because it may speak to you in a different way that right. you are now ready to have your body balance on. Your body can only balance so much of a time. hmm so it may take more than one time to listen to the video or audio. And each time you may get something different and unique and mm. more feeling work could potentially be done in that time. So had we not had this coming up and you would have released or listened to this again, we may not have made the connection that, oh, I waited another month and now I release it. I'm i listening to it number four. And had I not done this, this wouldn't have happened. So right hold on to those recordings, I guess, is the lesson to be learned here.
0: Yeah. And I also wanted to just reinforce something that you talked about as well previously, which was the um, questions that don't matter. So I also had this with mine, and I want to offer that because if there are people who have these sessions, it can feel a little bit like, um, oh, oops, you know, oh, I asked something kind of dumb. You know. Like, I mean, it was like a little bit, you know, like when I was listening to it again, I was like, oh, here it comes. Why did I ask that one? You know, and um, if you
1: hear that, it's only because it's not um, important enough. Your, your ego is giving more importance to it than what needs to be. So right. I understand this, like, well, well, that's an important question for me, you know, because I'm sort of hung up on X, Y, Z. But from a higher perspective, it may be just such a, a blip in the lives that it could be perceived then as not such a big deal. It's like, maybe I could see it as like, oh, okay, well, I'm giving it more weight than what I need to give it. Mm-hmm. So there is that aspect of it. But if we run into that, that's a good point. We can kind of delve into that and say, well, exactly why? Is this not a big deal? So at least the person has something to walk away with. That's a good point you made. Well and, well, and also
2: I, no, go, go ahead. ahead. I was gonna say in, in your defense too though, we'd never done this. So we had no idea what questions should be asked, what like it you know, and now more people that are gonna people that are gonna come to us are going to want very specific. They're going to want to do this for very specific reasons. They're going to have either trauma or there's going to be physical ailments. They're going to be a little more directed where we were like, Hey, you want to do this cool thing? Ask a bunch of questions. Let's see how (laughs) we, we were just as much as an experiment as you know, the whole thing was an experiment. I've since had the conversation with my guides and my SC like, Hey, yeah. So how about we gauge the other person's, um, ability to receive information and maybe we adjust that to be appropriate for their personality (laughs) as opposed to that's dumb why are you asking that (laughs) my but that's how that's unfortunately that's kind of how i am as a person like Mm -hmm. are you sure you should be saying that Mm -hmm. so i feel like it was just we have to i have to work with my sc and their sc to find out the best most appropriate way to deliver the information specific to the person and as we did them as we went along further especially after having the conversation with you I was like oh yikes sorry (laughs) wasn't me but sorry um we've been able to adjust that and I think the information is delivered in a little bit nicer
0: yeah and it wasn't it wasn't rude it just was like there was confusion and then it was also like yeah, don't don't focus on that, you know, and it was like, yeah, yeah, of course. And um, so it was it wasn't rude. And I don't want to paint it that way. But it was also just for me, it was a little bit like I just felt a little bit sheepish about it. But I want to offer that for people because mm-hmm. it there's still value in that. Because having that information to just be like i mean if you are really focused on something and and it's not and it's taking you off course you know that is really valuable knowledge even if that's the only thing that comes through even if it's not like oh here's why this is coming through here's what that means or here's what this represents or here's what you can do with that it could be that that what we receive in these sessions is just like, oh, that's going to pull you off track. Like, don't worry about that. And um, and so again, I'm just offering that because um, there's n- nothing wrong with that. It's not like you know you've asked the wrong question. That can be really hel- that also can be really helpful to move forward. There are and, no
1: wrong questions. Right. Absolutely none. Right. Because they all have value in
0: some way well this this has been so so much fun and again like my own experience with it having had the opportunity to do it it was very very valuable um so I'm so excited that this that you have listened to this this opportunity that has been presented for you and that you're you're opening this up for people. Can you talk about a little bit about how people can find out more and book a session um, if they're interested?
1: They can go ahead and send me an email. Um, at fallynot at gmail.com and that's um, or through my website, salynop.com. Or you could maybe add a, a link, S-A-L-L-Y-K-N-O-P-P.com. Mm-hmm. Um, they can uh, contact me text me, call me, email me, make the first appointment. Uh, then we have a kind of initial talk. Then they submit the five questions. Um, at that point, um, they make actually two payments. One to me, to set the appointment, go over the questions. Um, and then I let them know that you are booked on X date for your session. And then we go and we have our session times. Um, that is recorded. And then Lorinda takes the recording, and then she actually um, sends the recording out to the person. So I make sure that they each have, her, you know, client has the contact information for Lorinda and vice versa. And then um, once they receive the uh, recording, they can listen to it, and then book um, a session with Lorinda to go over the post-interview or post-session and Lorinda, how do you want people to get a hold of you?
2: Um, they can get a hold of me at spiritualinsightnetwork at gmail.com. Um, also, my website is messagesfromtheotherside at uh, weebly dot um, or dot weebly dot um, There's contact direct, you know, directly through there. Um, and then, yeah. So if if it's that's a great way to whether it's readings, the QHHT or whatever. Um, but in, with the MDH, um, just reach out and we'll get you all set up. Uh, ultimately, if you're going to reach out to me first, I'm going to send you to Sally anyway, because the less I know going in, the more genuine I feel the the session is. I don't I don't hear any of the questions ahead of time, so um, but if it's whatever, if mine's easier to remember just email me that's great and i'll send you right to sally
0: okay yeah and i will put all of that information in the show notes as well so Mm -hmm. those should be easy to get to so great well thank you so much for being here what a beautiful conversation i've had so much fun well thank you for having us yeah you're welcome thank you for having us this has been wonderful all right, well, that was Sally Knopp and Lorinda Carr. Be sure to check out their websites, which I will have in the show notes, and look into their Multidimensional Hypnosis by Proxy offering. As I mentioned throughout the episode, I uh, I found it really valuable, so um, there could be a lot of potential for you out there with this. And please be sure to share this episode You can rate, review, subscribe. All of that is uh, wonderfully supportive of the work here, so I appreciate it. And thank you for listening, and I look forward to the next meditation conversation.